Welcome back to Let's Get Mary, the wedding and event podcast. Sam is off this week, and we have a very special guest for you today. He can officiate your wedding. He can DJ at it. He can deal with the fire marshal checking the liquor license for us. He is also the head of the board of Mary by Mia. It is my lovely fiance, Tony Ramos. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me on. You are welcome. Did you have a choice? Uh, probably not, but no. You wouldn't I have been was, asked if I didn't think you'd be entertaining. Yeah, though. I'm happy to be on and I'm happy to talk about our wedding coming up and how we're going to plan everything and things like that. So, yeah, excited. Well, happy to have you. Very happy to have you. So, we are recording during Thanksgiving week. We had a very tiny Thanksgiving celebration. We did. We definitely bought way too much food and it was also the first time that either of us have ever cooked an entire Thanksgiving meal. So we did turkey and stuffed mushrooms and asparagus and stuffing and... Corn. Corn and cornbread. So it was definitely a full day of cooking, but I'm happy we did it because now maybe next year we can host it for both of our families. That feels like a very ambitious <laughs> statement. Yes. I think we're jumping into it. Aunt Erin's not going to give us Thanksgiving. We don't want to take Thanksgiving from her. No, you're right. She definitely, uh, She's definitely the best cook. When it comes to Thanksgiving Yeah, foods. she's the Thanksgiving pro. Uh, we also had a meat and cheese board. We did. Inspired by Sam, who is the queen of charcuterie. Yes, yes. And I think I was looking at her Instagram over Thanksgiving break, and it was wild, some of the stuff that she put together. So Yeah. Yeah, she, gosh, she should really go into some, like, something that requires her crazy table decor set up like no wonder her wedding looked the way she did like she has such a knack for this yeah for sure had what, what did you think of the meat and cheese from uh fairfield greenwich wine and cheese shop i think we i liked everything i think it came out really well very um, fresh very it was very fresh. different i liked having like like some just something a little bit more special than a normal like meat and cheese that we would, would typically do yeah for right? sure and then i think i liked two of the cheeses i didn't really love the Middle one. Do you remember what the middle one was? Middle one was, I can look at my picture, that was the Grayson cheese. So you looked the really soft one. Yeah, I did. That was easier to spread. And the Swiss. Yeah, and the Swiss. Yeah. But I didn't love the middle one. Okay. Yeah, so for next time. I'm sure I didn't love you. (laughs) Well, I see you are adequately replacing Sam for just the week and you brought me a drink. Tone, what are we drinking? I did. I made a easy bourbon iced tea, which is usually a summer drink, but it happens to be a pretty nice day out today, so I made it. And it includes bourbon whiskey. We used bullet bourbon for this. It includes lemoncello and then some iced tea. So it actually calls for freshly brewed sweet tea, but uh, this isn't Georgia in the middle of August, so we didn't have any freshly brewed sweet tea. <laughs> uh, so I went and got some Arnold Palmer uh, iced tea and lemonade mix, and we mixed that in, and I think it came out pretty good. It did. You also garnished with this lemon. Yes. Yes, to make it look good. So I liked it. I I do get why it would be a little bit more summery. Yeah. But I like the... I like it. It's, it's a, it was a beautiful blue sky day. Yeah. Uh, I think it has like this fall kind of look to it. And bourbon feels like a, a warmer kind of liquor. Am I wrong? I don't, obviously I don't really drink something like that, but that feels like a, you drink it at night, maybe colder. 
It's not yeah, really for sure. a... For sure, but if you put it on over ice, you can kind of chill it and it tastes pretty nice and it can kind of be a little bit of a refreshing drink as well. So this is also on the rocks, as they say. So. Oh, as yeah. they say. I might fall asleep by the end of this if I'm drinking bourbon during this episode. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I was thinking about doing straight bourbon, but I figured that you wouldn't like it that much. So. Just a shot of bourbon? What do you mean? Well, some people drink bourbon straight without any mixings or anything like that or on ice. Oh, gosh. So it's called drinking it neat, and it's pretty good. But I figured oh. you're kind of a first-time bourbon drinker here, so we would... And a lightweight. A nice Between and a lightweight. that and the tryptophan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's get into it. So today is episode nine. Yell nine like Sam does. Episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's what we always end up doing. So today we are talking relationships and dating. We're talking being engaged to a wedding planner and if that's horrible or the best thing ever. I think Tony's... Somewhere in, in the middle. And groom's duties and our wedding and everything that has to go along with that. So, again, excited to have you. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's see how much I miss Sam by the end of this. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's start off with first the first thing. What does the head of the board of Mary by Mia do? So, what does the head of the board do? Well, I'm kind of just like a catch-all for anything that else needs to be done that Mia needs help with. I've done everything from one of your first weddings, which was a raw space where we were plating and putting every single fork on the table for the wedding, to... You still hate me for that. Uh, it was not what I expected, but we definitely got through it together. Wasn't what I expected either. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And then we do everything from talking about finances and stuff like that with the company and trying to come up with... Uh, amounts for quotes for weddings depending on what they ask for and things like that so I'm kind of second in charge but sometimes I'm maybe first in charge I don't know I don't know if that's it's like how they say like one person is the neck but someone's actually the head of the operation yeah exactly would you say that this was a self-appointed role did I did I give you this role of head of the board <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. It definitely helped you out a couple times, so I think I appointed myself head of the board. Mm. But also, I think it's a position that needed to be filled, so you're I right. I stepped right into it. It's really true that nothing, very little with Mary is not filtered through you. Yeah, most of the time I'm, I'm simply here just as a sounding board to Gut check, yeah. see what uh, what's going on with the company. But I'd like say that. that's, that's pretty true for any... Any one significant other if they own a small business or just job in general. I mean, how often do you come home and discuss something with work? And even yeah. though our industries are completely opposite. Yeah, it's just another point of view. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Is this on your LinkedIn? It should be. It, I should put it on my resume. Do firefighters have LinkedIn? I do have a LinkedIn, but I haven't looked at it in probably five years. Oh. Yeah. Well, I keep getting the stupid notification emails, though. I should probably like unsubscribe to the to the emails yeah they're like <laughs> offering you jobs that are yeah have nothing to do with firefighting i love that actually wait today we were talking about this that i really picture you firefighting i picture you just at a desk with your full uniform on like with my helmet on and everything. yeah oh yeah for sure your mask all your ppe <laughs> right now like just typing away i don't know what you're doing <laughs> boop 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 <laughs> okay so what is it like being engaged to a wedding planner 
Being engaged to a wedding planner, uh, I think, is definitely positive. Um, you have been so helpful with planning our wedding. And I'm kind of a big picture person, so like I can remember that we need a DJ and a venue and everything like that. But with the wedding planner, you definitely bring out all the very minute details and mm. smaller details that we need to go through. So it, that's definitely a positive. Uh, we're definitely planning a wedding that's going to be, uh, uh, that we probably thought of from A to Z, you know, and we didn't miss anything in between because of, because of your job. Hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on the breakout of wedding planning duties in terms of a straight couple? Like we are, do grooms get off easier? Should they get off easier? What should the breakout be? Especially if your significant other is not a wedding planner. Um, I think the breakouts don't always have to be 50, 50. I think that in every relationship, you're going to have a person in the relationship who's going to kind of handle most of what's happening. And then the other person is going to kind of step in when they need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, our wedding, you gave me the role of planning our honeymoon. Honeymoon, Yeah. So I really took charge on that. And you're pretty much taking charge on the wedding. I am helping out a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the decisions are being made by both of us. Mm-hmm. But what I like is that when you come to me for decisions, you usually give me only a couple options and then say, hey, what do you think of, of these options? And I think that's perfect because I'm not somebody who wants to get really tied down into the details and looking through a book of different color napkins and things like that. But when you come to me and you say, hey, these are our three options for the ceremony or whatever, that's something that I like to do and, and then talk to you about those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I talk about decision fatigue a lot. That when you go into planning a wedding, and you even choose like invites, there's one million options in terms of the type of paper, the weight of the paper, the type of embossing, the color of the embossing, what kind of envelope, how early are we gonna send it, what kind of stamp should we get? Like all of that stuff is just, oh my goodness, you do need someone to bubble things up. And if you haven't done this before, I'd suspect that that gets extremely overwhelming because having done this and having been in the industry, I've seen a bunch of this. I know my options. I know my thoughts. It's kind of why when we got engaged, I kind of knew what I wanted for a dress. I kind of knew what I wanted for X, Y, Z. You know, we didn't just start from scratch. Yeah, we definitely have a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. But it doesn't always have to be, um, you know, for for us, it doesn't always have to be the woman who takes charge of that kind of stuff. There's a couple of guys at work that I know who are getting married and they're very much involved in their wedding and they realize they're like you know this is my day too mm-hmm. which is kind of a non-traditional look at it if you will just a updated updated look you know yeah, it's how sure. things really should be for sure and so you know just play to play to each other's strengths mm-hmm. and they will get through the planning yeah pretty seamlessly i think kind of reminds me of our thanksgiving meal yesterday like you very much took the lead but i helped out as I as needed you told me what you needed help with you kind of delegated the tasks but you figured out the timing of everything what we were going to put in the oven which of like all of our crazy pots and pans I think we used almost every pan in the kitchen yesterday at least twice yeah Yeah, because you kept cleaning you kept really on top of it like you were I feel like we, we we always talk about this like who's the president of the bill paying in the house. Who's yeah. the president of the cleaner and yeah. the cleaning? And then the other person is like the 
yeah. the support. Play to your strengths. I mean, I cook a lot at the firehouse. I cook for a lot of people at the firehouse a lot. So mm-hmm. cooking Thanksgiving for two people was a lot, but it's not too much or something I haven't done before. So mm-hmm. um, you helped out so much too. Really? Yeah, I mean, you did. Are you lying? I gave you a lot of little tasks and you, you took care of them for me and that's what matters. It's those little details okay. that matter. All right. <laughs> I, I, it's true. Like going into Thanksgiving meal, I would have been like, I do not know where to start. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And that's kind of how I feel like you would feel if someone said, plan a wedding. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Pre, I would knew, pre your involvement with Mary, yeah, like I would know, seven years ago. I would know that we would need a ceremony, a place for a ceremony. But other than that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I would know that we would need a some type of music at the ceremony or whatever. But I mm. wouldn't know all the minor details and things like that. Kind of so. how you keep like inverting different words for the wedding. Yeah, I keep saying reception instead of rehearsal dinner. and An engagement party instead of a rehearsal or reception yeah yeah why is that happening i know it's all blending together (laughs) it's we're in a fog we're in the deep the deep thick of it so it's all blended together yeah it's that's so true okay moving on to the engagement section of our questions what would you say to someone listening who is frustrated that they aren't engaged yet i would say just kind of keep the faith and keep going forward if you think that you're with the right person Mm -hmm. um when we were getting engaged I felt like you were ready to get engaged before I was. Um, Wait, I'm older. You are a little bit older. 365 days older. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, yeah, did you, I don't know if the people of Married by Mia know that. Oh, yeah. We are exactly one year apart. We have yes, the same we have birthday. the same birthday. It's so. one of my favorite things about us. Yeah. I think it's special. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, if you're, if you're waiting on an engagement and everything like that, just kind of keep the faith because... You don't want to get engaged too fast. You know, you don't want to push something that somebody is not ready to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but something with us was, you know, I wasn't ready to get engaged, but I kind of knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. So even though I didn't say, yeah, we'll get engaged by the fall or yes, we'll do this or that. I did seem to mention that, you know, I do want to spend the rest of my life with you. Um, so it didn't really matter to me when we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that I was going to spend the rest of my life to you. And if you're looking at a span of however long you've been together, plus 50 years, if you're going to be married for the rest of your life, you know, if waiting a couple months or a year or two. Right. In the grand scheme of things isn't a lot. But I do know that when you're living through it, it seems like a lot. And mm-hmm. it, could be, it could be hard. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is what you said. If you really feel like you're with the right person... And you at least a little bit have talked about your future enough. It doesn't have to be tangible of by this time there will be a question asked, you know. As long as you feel as though you're on the same page. Yeah. Maybe having a conversation with your significant other just simply about where you both are in the relationship and not even bringing up getting engaged or, or, you know, getting married and then so on and so forth down the road but simply just trying to figure out where they are in the relationship and you know do they feel like they want to spend the rest of their life with you or you know do they feel how just figuring out how they feel mm-hmm. maybe would put your mind at ease a little bit or kind of give you an indication of where the relationship is going mm-hmm. it's like defining the relationship after the relationship has been underway that's yeah. something that people totally do when they first kind of start talking maybe go on a couple of dates yeah. then you have a discussion or like something happens and if 
I feel like no one says, will you be my girlfriend? Yeah. Or will you go out with me? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I asked you like, what, three times? And you told, I don't even think we technically went out because you never said yes to going out with me. I don't think we're dating. Well, we're definitely not dating anymore. We're engaged now. But Is that different? You can't, be, you can't date if you're engaged? I don't know. I think that's a different phase, but... Yeah, what are know, we? You, Do you I want to define the relationship? Sure. <laughs> Just I think we're, we're an engaged couple. Um, <laughs> As we sit next to our countdown to our wedding. But I did believe I asked you out three, like three separate times and you said no each time. So. Yeah, I just was, I don't know. I liked the chase. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it reeled you in. Yeah, Here you, you are. You got me. Hook, line, and sinker. So here I am. <laughs> okay. Walk us through leading up to the engagement. What went through your head? Any fun anecdotes to share? The email, infamous email that Sam and I talked about on the proposal episode. Okay. Go for it. So the infamous email where you sent me exactly what you wanted for a ring and things like that. When I first got it, I was kind of like, whoa. But again, I did know that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. And as time went on, I started looking back at that email and being like, this is actually extremely helpful because... Something I wanted to do, and I think what you wanted was for the engagement to kind of be a surprise mm-hmm. for you. So that allowed me to do that without any issues. Um, when it came to picking out a ring and everything like that, I really didn't have to do much uh, research on what ring I was going to pick out because you sent me everything. So then I just kind of did some research on the four C's of diamonds or whatever it was, the cut, Ooh. color, clarity. Yeah, what's the cut, fourth color, C? color, clarity, and something else. Anyways, uh, and you know, fortunately I had a, a cousin who is a jeweler, so he helped me out a lot, which made it super easy. So, mm-hmm. and that brings into the famous... Uh, oh, cut, color, clarity, and carrot. Carrot, there is the four You're C's. You're so good that you remembered yeah. the four C's. Okay. I did, I did do a lot of research on that because I wanted to make sure that the ring that I got you did last a long time, did shine for a long time. And bang for your buck. And most bang for your buck. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I cut you off though. What were you about to go into? The, um, oh, the day of paying? Yeah, so I had a cousin who's a jeweler. He's been a jeweler for 20 something years. He's like a second or third cousin. And he was super easy to work with and super helpful because I trusted him a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up getting the diamond for me and putting the ring together for me. But the day I had to pay for the ring was maybe a day or two after we had that giant family party here mm-hmm. where we had everybody over and we made pasta and a bunch of food and wine and everything where we had your family and my family together. Mm-hmm. So I had to bring the giant gravy or saucepan back to my grandmother because it was her pan. Giant pan. Giant pan. <laughs> um, and I had to also pay for the ring in the same day. So I was meeting him. Oh, right. So... So I went to the bank and I got the money out for your ring and they gave it to me in cash because I was paying cash. Very Italian thing to do. Um, <laughs> True kumbad. But I got back in my car and I was like, what am I going to do with all this cash in this envelope? Like, for some reason, I didn't want to put it in my glove compartment because I was like, if somebody breaks into my car... It's the first place you check. They're going to look in my glove compartment. So what I did was I put the money in the giant gravy pot. I love that. And I was driving around with it and I thought I was like Tony Soprano driving around with cash in my gravy pot. My grandmother's gravy pot. Um, (laughs) That's such a good, like... That's so a story that we would hear from our Italian relatives and I feel like it's something that we'll tell and they'll be like, oh God, what year was this? You know, (laughs) It's like your grandmother who hit her 
hit her money in her vacuum cleaner. My great grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. So, but that was that was funny. I I mean, I had a ton of money in this this pot as I was driving around. That's so. Did you did you hand your cousin the pot? Did he know you did this, or did you grab the stack of cash? No, I took the stack of cash out because I think the pot <laughs> might be more valuable than the stack of cash. <laughs> than my ring. The famous, the famous gravy. The pot famous, pot. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then um, the day of the day we got engaged, um, I was more nervous actually the day before when we were leaving. You were nervous. So when we got engaged, we went up to the Sagamore up in Lake George, if you remember. Slightly. Slightly, you remember that weekend? <laughs> um, and I was packing the car while Mia was getting ready, and I put the ring in the car in my overnight bag, and I actually left my car doors wide open when I came back to the apartment. <laughs> and so I came back up here, you were ready, we went back downstairs, and I looked at the car and I was like, oh shit. Did somebody break into my car? The doors were just wide open. Yeah, the doors were all open. wide open. Like the trunk was open and everything like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, did somebody break into my car and steal this ring? <laughs> but I couldn't be really nervous because you were right there. You're so right. I like ran over to the car and I acted like I had to put something back in my bag. And I saw the ring and my heart finally was like, I thought, I thought it was going to fall out of my chest when I thought it was gone. So Yeah, and that was an uncharacteristic thing for you to do. You're not... Like forgetful yeah. in that way, yeah. and like I'll forget to lock yeah. something. That's I'll not definitely you. forget my sunglasses, but usually not like forgetting to close a car door or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> it was uncharacteristic. That would have been the only thing that I think tipped me off too. Yeah. Something's going on here. <laughs> Do you remember that morning? You like <laughs> I don't know what was what was the threat? Oh, I had to pay for lunch if we didn't leave on time. Yeah. So yeah. I was very like I and I know I, I make you late like most of the time. Most of the time. I'm a really great wedding planner. I can really keep y'all on track if it's your wedding. But anything else, <laughs> I take a lot of time. Um, but that's true. No, that morning you said we are leaving at whatever time. And if not, you have to pay for lunch when you get up there. Yeah. I think I still did buy you lunch. Yeah, which was maybe just a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you weren't super nervous, even when we got onto the mountain? No, the only thing um, that was a little nerve-wracking when we were out there hiking was just the fact that the hike was so strenuous mm -hmm. and I thought we were going on like this easy little jog hike up to the top of the mountain and by the end of it we were literally like hanging on trees like trying to pull each other up the side of this mountain <laughs> um, and then when we got up there we ran into the situation with uh, my phone had overheated so we I couldn't get a picture of us oh well, yeah and I yeah. didn't have my phone and you didn't have your phone because you left it in the car so we had to sit up there and wait a few minutes and I was like I, I hope she doesn't want to just kind of turn around and go back. Um, oh, yeah. I don't... And that would have been weird for you to be like, no, we have to take a yeah, photo. Like stay. That's not... Yeah, that, <laughs> that wouldn't have been you. Yeah. So the day uh, before we left for the hike, I wanted to run into the, the hotel's front desk. Is this you calling me out on something? Well, yes. <laughs> Uh, so the day we left for the hike, I went to the front desk and I remember telling them very calmly that, <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I'm going to get engaged. Uh, do you mind putting a bottle of champagne in our room so when we get back in a couple hours, we can celebrate? And the concierge was very nice and said, yes, absolutely. We'll take care of it for you. 
Um, but I remember a few episodes ago when you were speaking to Sam about this event, you made it sound like I went in and like broke out in a dance, like a herald in a square and said, hey, I'm getting engaged. Put some champagne in my room. I will be back in a couple hours. Like a, a, a newsie. Yeah, like a newsie. <laughs> Read all about it. Well, that's how you described it. That you ran in, you grabbed the apples, you like shouted, and you ran out. That's how I've, I've been telling the I story did, for uh, for a year yeah. now. Like this, is that <laughs> that didn't happen? But I didn't like swing the door open and say, "Everybody, stop what you're doing." <laughs> Everyone I'm freezes. Yes, I'm getting engaged. <laughs> There's like fancy women lunching, and yes. it's like clink, wait, oh, <laughs> he's at the door. Um, yeah, that was that story. But okay, it was definitely. I stand corrected. <laughs> it was definitely. Uh, a nerve-wracking day, but I think I did pretty well. You did great. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to be too nervous and show it outwardly because I didn't want to give anything away. You really didn't, and there would have been a lot of opportunity to do that because we are like we didn't know where we were going to hike. We didn't know. We didn't really have like a set plan for the weekend. And if you had even once been like, "Let's do." This now. Let's do this by 2 p.m. We have dinner at this. Yeah. I would have been like, you would have caught You on. made a dinner reservation? You did whatever, you yeah. know? So. Did you expect to get engaged that weekend? No. I, and Sam and I talked about this on the proposal episode. Like, I was in a grief cloud. It really was. I was in the thick of so many weddings. As we said earlier on this episode, we have the same birthday. Yeah. I thought around our birthday probably would have been because also like you and I kind of had a joke maybe it was just like my joke I kept being like 2019 2019 and you would be like I'm not giving you anything yeah you wouldn't like verbally emotionally you wouldn't say anything to be like yup or nope actually you probably did say no you were like I'm not like you were like I don't know Mia leave me alone it happens it happens (laughs) <laughs> Man, yeah, you really came through. But you know what actually reminds me? One of our couples, um, they, this is a funny story. They were getting engaged, and the Sunday before he proposed, I think he proposed on like a Thursday, they went ring shopping, and he brought her ring, well, like just they like strolled past the jewelry store, yeah. and he was like, So, what kind of ring do you want? And she was like, What? I thought this was underway. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And it was totally a ruse by him oh, to throw smart. her off. So smart. Yeah. I think that's such a good tip. If you think someone's like on the trail of it to try to throw them yeah. off that way. It was so fun to be surprised. And I know like, I remember like your mom was saying like, you know, it's the two of you guys. Like it's going to happen at some point. I was like, I actually <laughs> don't know that. Like, thank you for your yeah. vote of confidence. But it just, it felt like this thing that was not real life that was going to happen. So no matter what, I remember, I can very, very vividly remember that moment of after we proposed, I must, I like sat down again because I can picture looking up at you going, you're my fiance. How did, how did this happen? Like, this is crazy. We've actually taken that step. And I was thinking about this yesterday that engagement does feel like this big crazy thing until it happens to you and you're like, oh yeah, like it was amazing and incredible, but it just kind of feels like this like magical thing until you're on the other side of it, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's someone buying a piece of jewelry or not, yeah, or a belt. Or, not, or a belt. And asking, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Did you ever think about asking me to get engaged? Would you have been okay with that? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think I definitely wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would have asked you. I would have said no. Why? 
because you rejected me three times to going out. So, <laughs> so you would have rejected me. I would have had to just reject you out of principle. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see what ha- what happens when someone asks me if I say I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is to get you back. Okay. Did you have an original plan to propose? Did you revise anything? I did. Actually, getting engaged up at the Sagamore was probably like plan C. Okay. Uh, plan A was to get engaged the day that we had the big family party because uh, I thought that would be special special because our whole family was around and everything. But I actually didn't have the ring by then. Mm. So that kind of fell through. Plan B was to have dinner at your parents' house because they live up in the woods and we, we can go on a hike. Um, but I wanted to have my mom there as well. Mm, that would have thrown me off. And I knew that it would th- definitely tip you off. Yeah, tip you off, yeah. Um, if my mom was coming for dinner for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even though our families get along great, it yeah. would have just kind of been like, oh, this is strange, right? Mm-hmm. So plan C, when we ended up booking the hotel and the trip and everything like that, I was like, all right, this is a good way. We're going to be relaxed because we're going to be on vacation and we're also going to be alone and kind of doing our own thing. So mm-hmm. that was that was what I went with. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good move. I really liked being alone. Yeah, we I love our too. families, but I, I loved being alone. I did too. It was special and... We ended up FaceTiming our families right after, yeah. which was nice, and our friends and everything like that. But for us, I think it was the best situation. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about getting engaged, if you're a couple and you're trying to figure out how you want to do it, mm-hmm. just my advice to you would be do whatever is best for you guys. Don't feel like you have to put on a giant show mm-hmm. when you get engaged or... If you want to put on a giant show, then do it. Go go for it. Right. Um, but try not to be swayed by pressures from, I don't know, social media or outside influences and stuff like that. Just kind of do whatever you think is best. Yeah. Don't propose. Don't make some crazy Instagrammable proposal. Just for the sake of, of <sighs> Instagramming. Oh, you know gosh. I mean? That's awful. That thought. I mean, talk to my Uncle Matt about... Uh, Oh, he yeah. I think he was sitting on the couch, right? No, or, Aunt Aaron was sitting on the couch. He and, came in. She thought he was drunk because <laughs> he, he was, was so excited. Just, yeah, you know, I mean, she was sitting on the couch in sweatpants, I think. But that's a story that they love to tell, and that was their special, their special experience. So yeah. whatever you do, just make it a special experience for you and your significant other. It's true. And aside from social media, the other thing is family. Like we don't have families like this. We're so lucky for that. Yeah. But can you imagine if someone was like? No, no, no. We should definitely be there. No, no, no. We're we, like we need. Yeah. She needs to have her mom there or something. If my yeah. mom like was giving you that pressure, like, what? You don't want to start our engagement on a bad foot, but you also wouldn't want to be swayed by someone else. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good advice. Yes, and it, you know what's if, the best for the two of you? That's exactly, it. exactly. And if you start getting swayed based off of your engagement, like wait until you're trying to get married and trying to figure that out because yeah. It, it does turn into uh, a thing where you start getting opinions from all different people. And mm-hmm. it's very uh, important that you guys stick to those non-negotiables that I think you've talked about on your show before. Yeah. Um, and really do what you feel is special and not what somebody else feels is special. Okay. Moving on to the wedding and marriage section. What are you most excited about for our wedding? I think the most exciting thing that I'm looking forward to is definitely dancing. We're a big dancing couple. We are. And if you get a couple of drinks in me, 
I do Ooh. a lot of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We met on a dance floor. Well, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely did. Um, but probably right after that would just be having everybody together. I'm really excited for our format as well. We're doing like family style for dinner. And I'm actually well, pretty maybe. excited. Well, yeah. COVID. If COVID allows it. COVID might have killed family style. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But we'll yeah. plan on family style. And the reason that I was excited about it is because I feel like family style really provokes people to talk to each other. And like, even if it's simply like, hey, can you pass this or can you pass that? It kind of just starts a conversation at the table because nobody likes sitting at a wedding table and just not speaking to anybody. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it that way. I thought of it in terms of like food waste and really getting the amount of food you want versus the person next to you might want double. And yeah, you know, I thought of it in that way, but I didn't think of it in the conversational piece. Yeah. I like the the fact that at least you have to ask people to pass something or, or whatever. Did you know you're only supposed to pass to the right? No. Is that part of the, your etiquette? Well, so Mika Meyer, who is the head of etiquette at the Plaza, she was posting a video, and I love her videos. She, yeah, you're only supposed to post, uh, pass to the right so it doesn't clog up, so you're all supposed to stay on the same Makes path. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I feel like I often create clogs. I feel like it would be to the left, like clockwise, but... It's to the right. It's to the right. Well, we'll think, people are right-handed, so you want to, it's easier to do your right hand. Oh, that's right. See, it's not a left-handed person's world. Yeah, you're Sorry, right. Sorry, Ramos. I'm sorry for being left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what are you most excited about for marriage? And do you think it will feel different than we already do? Um, I'm most excited just to kind of continue our lives together and see where we go. Uh, you know, if one day we want to have children and things like that, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I don't know how much is going to change in the sense of like, oh, wow, we're married now. Mm-hmm. Life is going to change drastically because we have been dating for so long. And also now we've been living together for almost two years. So Nope, over two. Over two years, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We've been living together over two years. So we've already lived together in the sense that it's not going to be any big surprises, I don't think, Mm -hmm. that are going to be coming down the the pipeline. But I am excited to get married because I want to see how we develop together and maybe have kids one day and how our family changes over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that you look at relationships that have been together a long time and I remember going off to college and hearing some crazy stat of the very 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 small number of people that make it past the first couple months of college with their high school relationship and sometimes looking at those couples going you change so much between high school and college how the heck can you change together and it's probably not a lot of people can change together but then you look at our past nine years and there have been a lot of changes both of us in college, one of us in college, both of us out, different careers, different situations, loved ones passing away, that we did choose to grow together. And I think that's the key thing. You either you grow together or you go through these changes and then you kind of go apart. And we were lucky enough to grow together. So yeah. it will be interesting to see the next transition, how we grow together. But yeah, I kind of feel like it won't change no, that much. I think the, I mean, the hardest thing... I think for us it was maybe just the distance at times because we lived right next to each other in college and then you went home for the summer and I went home for the summer and we weren't super far. We were only like an hour and a half away from each other. Mm-hmm. And then we went back to college and then you were in New York City living and I was still at college and then... There were a know, lot of little transitions, lot of, yeah. that's true. And then when I was in the fire academy for almost four months, I didn't see you 
pretty much at all during the week. And I only saw you maybe one or two days on the weekend. Mm-hmm. We didn't even back. talk during the week. Yeah, we, we only talked at night because I, I wasn't allowed to have my phone kind of during the day. Mm-hmm. So that was tough, but we made it through. So Here we are. Well, here we are. We'll see where life takes us. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make a guess what my wedding dress will look like. Hmm. 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 <laughs> um, I'll make a guess. I don't think it's going to look like a giant ball gown or anything like that. Like, I don't think you're going to look like like an English queen coming out with her. Oh. Or like the hula hoop dress or anything like that. I don't think it's going to be anything. <laughs> okay. Um, if I know your style, it's going to be kind of sleek and classy looking. Thank you. Um, for some reason, I picture like a, either a low back or maybe a low front if I'm lucky. Who knows? Tony, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but I kind of just f- picture like a sleeker type dress. Okay. I can't really picture you with a long train or anything like that. So maybe a short train. Ooh. I don't know. And I don't know about a veil. Interesting. Do you think you're going to wear a veil? This question was for you. <laughs> it's true. I'm glad we have this on record though. So then after we can actually compare, what did you say? Yeah. And what did you actually think? I think I'm right. You think you're right? I think I'm right. Confident. We love a confident... Sleek, sleek and classy. Thank you for yeah. just calling me sleek and classy. Nice. <laughs> okay. Will I cry more times on our wedding day than I did at Finding Dory? The movie Finding <laughs> Dory. How many times did you cry in Finding Dory? Uh, I think it was around five and you guessed it. You were on the money with the guess. Right on point. Yeah. I'm going to go with... It's an emotional movie. I think you're going to cry less. I think you're going to be under five, probably around three. Okay. I think you're going to cry when we do our first look. I think you're going to cry when you see your parents. You think I'm going to cry at the first look? I do. The only thing that's stopping me from saying more is I feel like you're going to try to hold back a little bit because you don't want to ruin your makeup or something like that. Interesting. Um, I don't think you'll cry like during the reception or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe two to three times. Let's hope no one makes me cry. Yeah, you're right. My Looking at you, a... groomsmen. <laughs> My friends have a bad track record. <laughs> Who do you uh, think is going to be the most emotional? Probably my mother. Yeah. My mother's already crying. <laughs> she's crying like, right yeah, now? Yeah, she's prepping herself, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, happy tears. Let's yeah, for the record. Tears. Yeah, happy tears. All happy tears. <laughs> Um, maybe your dad. Yeah. He's a pretty emotional cat, so. Oh. Yeah, cool cat. Cool cat. Emotional <laughs> cat. Okay, what are you most nervous for regarding the wedding and the wedding day? Nervous. Um, you don't get nervous. We just talked about this. Maybe yeah. you'll leave some car doors open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I'm, that, I'm too nervous. I mean, I think we might have to adapt and kind of overcome for COVID. So we'll see what happens there. Right. But it's really not that nerve-wracking to me because I know that whatever we end up doing is going to be special to us and exciting and fun. And, you know, we'll have a good time and the people who are going to show up, we're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we're going to do it in the right way. And it's going it's, it's to be our wedding day regardless of anything we have yeah. to change. It's still... Yeah, I mean, we talked about it, how we're going to get married on the date that we picked whether we have a giant party or a giant wedding or not, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe do the wedding at another time or just kind yeah. of say, hey, you know, we got to do what we wanted to do and we're going to kind of just keep moving forward from here. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. But fingers crossed, toes crossed that 
Everything crossed. Yeah. So the other thing is, hopefully we will have good weather when our wedding is going on. And so maybe we can move it outside or if we have to adapt somewhere like that. Yeah. Adapting is key. Okay. Relationship section. What is the key to a happy relationship? I think the key to a happy relationship in Tony's big book of philosophy is is always telling the truth for sure. Um, But also we've, we've talked about it a lot. It's just playing off people's strengths Mm -hmm. and realizing that you can give up control at certain points and allowing your partner to kind of take the reins for a little bit. I think that's really important too, because that also allows people to feel significant and feel important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you have one person who can't give up control or needs to be in control of everything and it's kind of tough, you know, for that secondary person. Mm -hmm. So I think we play off our strengths really well. We do. And that allows us to have a pretty happy relationship because I know that I can trust you to handle anything like wedding planning. And I think, you know, you can trust me uh, when it comes to other stuff. What would you say your strengths are in the relationship? I'm curious. I know what they are. I'm just curious what you would say. Uh, I think I said it before. I'm the big picture guy. I think I keep us moving. True. And keep our eye on the prize. And I think that you're the detailed oriented person that helps us get through the day and the day in and day out Mm. kind of stuff. Um, But we also make each other laugh all the time. So that's a big plus. You got to kind of just roll with the punches, which I think I'm better at than you are. You're better at making me laugh? No, no. I'm better at rolling with the punches and adapting to situation changes. Uh, Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm realizing what you're saying. Who's funnier? I'm funnier. Okay. Well, we're going to move on to the next (laughs) question now. No. (laughs) We have our moments. Yeah, you're right. We have our moments. But I think you, I really. I, I like think I can, I'm way sillier than people realize. You are way sillier, right? My sister would say the same thing. Yeah, you're way sillier than people realize, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily f- as funny. Wow! <laughs> Get him off the air. Where's Sam? Bring her back. <laughs> okay, let's see. Who should pay on dates? First date, hundredth date. What do you think? Uh, my philosophy there is that whoever asks the other person out mm-hmm. on the first date should pay for the first date. Okay. After that, I think you can either split it or do whatever you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I know that when I asked you out, I paid on our first date, but something that you did was offer to pay for dessert or we were talking about possibly going to a movie and you offered to pay for the movie. No, I said... I don't want to go to a movie. That's right. You didn't want to go this to a movie. Date is, this date is, is complete. Let's go home. That's right. You did. Why do you think I did that? I don't know. I was probably tired. I don't know. It was late. Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why I was, I've been that. rejected a lot in this relationship, so I don't know what How did we make on. it here? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. I was... I don't know. We had a great... We had a great P.F. Chang's dinner. We did. And then we, we took the bus back. Took the bus back to school. Yeah. But I think that's important. I think that you just need to really show that you're willing to contribute the to the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And contribute to to the date and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. It's like just the the effort yeah. to offer yeah. and the gesture is what really counts. In anything. That can be any type of friendship, yeah. family relationship. Yeah, if it's always one person, there is like that uneven balance. 
where someone feels like they owe someone. And also, well, Italians also try to beat each other out to pay. It's not like a culture where people are like, no, no, you pay. It's yeah. like, no, no, I am paying for this. I'm treating you. This is my gift. Take yeah. my food. Like all of that kind of. I can't really remember a time where you've tried to outbeat me for paying. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, um, let me think. I bought you Chipotle after we got engaged. That was a nice gesture, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think should pay? On the first date? Yeah. I definitely think you're right. It should definitely be the person that invited the other person out. Yeah. And I think it could, should flip back and forth. Before we moved in together, we very much were... We would get through the end of a weekend and it would be like, one of us paid for breakfast. One of us paid, paid the other one paid for the activity. The third person paid for, sorry, the third person. Third person. Whoa. Thropple. <laughs> no thropples here. <laughs> um, the first person that would pay for something, uh, like a third thing, you yeah. know. Uh, I think that, like just, it, like as uh, my old roomie Jackie would always say, like everything, it all comes out in the wash. You know, you, yeah. you can do a little bit like, okay, it's you, okay, it's me. But as long as it's not like, okay, it's another whole weekend where this person didn't offer. Yeah. And even though we had been dating for years, I think that kind of would have been weird and just like rude. It, it, I don't know. For us, it works out to very much like bounce things back and forth. Yeah, for sure. Thoughts in general about women making more money than men in a relationship. Do men really feel threatened? Do you feel threatened? How do you feel about all that? Uh, me personally, I don't feel threatened. I think that... Uh you contribute what you can to the relationship. Um, everybody contribute what you can to the relationship. Yeah. That's all. And it, like if, at the end of the day, it comes out in the wash. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in a career where I can make a good amount of money, um, but I'm never going to make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, so your potential growth and whatnot in your role uh, is way more lucrative than than mine. So, if you want to make a million dollars, that's great. I'd be more than happy to. Spend it for you. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy to make. I don't. A million I don't think people well. need to be threatened by who makes more money or who doesn't make more money. I think that's, I don't know, kind of old school, if you will. I think it's, it's, it's misogynistic. It's it's just do what, do the best for the relationship that you can do. That's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Yeah, it's true. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking it was hannah and Paige from summer house they were talking about how they've dated some men with just like crazy money and like you it was levels of money that you know was not obtained illegally like that was funny (laughs) and they were like you know just date someone normal date a firefighter and i was listening to it i was like yes they're right (laughs) do you think it's more important to always have each other's back or to give it straight to the other person if they're doing something wrong or they bring to you a situation from work or their friends or something yeah i think in public it's always important to have somebody's back true um we'll talk we about always, it when we get home <laughs> yeah yeah no we always try to to never fight in public and things like that yeah uh i think that when you're in private that's when you need to discuss your true feelings on something mm-hmm. or how it should have been handled um but i i am a firm believer in presenting like a united front Mm-hmm. When it comes to certain problems, especially in the in public, I'm not saying try to hide something. Yeah, but yeah, you should always have your partner's back in a public setting. Mm-hmm. You know, so even though sometimes I think you might be wrong or I might be wrong in a situation, mm. we might not even agree with each other in public. But I'll always have your back in the sense that 
you know, I'll never let somebody try to push you around or something like that. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Any relationship regrets? No regrets. Do you wish you only asked me out two times? No, because I feel like if I didn't ask you out a third time, then maybe we wouldn't be here. So Where would you be if we were here? <laughs> I'd probably be playing Fortnite right now for endless hours. Yeah, which, I mean, you still do. Yeah, Has much right. changed? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the best part of us? Mm, I think the best part of us is that we can joke with each other and we can critique each other without taking it really personally. Mm-hmm. What's something we make fun of each other for? Uh, I make fun of you being forgetful. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I make fun of you for being like a little neurotic. All in that. At times. <laughs> like 10 but, minutes into this podcast's first episode, Sam and I both were like, we're pretty neurotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what is my biggest flaw? I guess you kind of just said it. Uh, you don't have any flaws. You are perfect the way you are. I care too much. You care too much. Michael yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what are you better at than I am? Sports. You haven't seen my badminton game. I feel like I have seen your badminton game. And my ski ball. If your other ice athletic, skating. If your other athletic abilities are comparable to your badminton game, then I feel like I could beat you in badminton. When's the last time you saw me play badminton? Um, what I'm saying is. Oh, Based off oh, of your yeah, other oh. athletic abilities and other sports, I feel like I would be able to beat you in badminton. You are better at ice skating than I am. I can't stop. You've, you've got that down. I'm a bit more graceful than you are. You are. Yeah. I think that comes from your years of dance, maybe. My flair for the dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you better at than me? Um, I am better at calling people out than you. Okay. But that's also because you don't pick sides, which I always say is the best and worst thing about Tony. Because it's the same thing of like having like having someone's back yeah. in public versus like calling them out in private. Sometimes I'm like, just choose my side. But it's like, it's so much better than just like having a mirror and being in an echo chamber of like, you're right. Yes, I agree with everything you're saying versus like challenging each other. Yeah. Which even though we very much have the same values we will challenge each other and say, no, this piece of that I actually don't agree with. I don't, I don't think that makes sense. We're very much, this apartment is not an echo chamber. No, yeah, for sure. All right, we can end on this. What is your favorite story of us? Mm, I don't know what our favorite story of us is. What's your favorite story of us? It's lots of little moments. It's not those big moments like proposal. Like obviously that was an incredible day, yeah. but... It's honestly those, like, small moments where we're just, like, dying laughing at something. But, like, it's just, like, those little funny things that happen or, like, those little moments where, like, at my brother's wedding when my grandma was dancing and we, like, very much were, like, we need to make sure she doesn't fall. I don't know how you just, like, went and you made sure you had a hand in case she needed to sit quickly or something. Yeah. Like, just, like, those little sweet moments that I think, like, that's us. We always have this like tether toward each other in a room. Like when we had our big summer party, we probably didn't see each other for hours. Not this summer for the record, pre-corona. We might not see each other for hours and this is the way we were at bars in college. But then we like very much always knew where the other person was. It would, it would end up together at like walking home at the end of the night being like totally in yeah. sync and in unison. And yeah. We're definitely strong individuals, but also strong couple as well yeah i think that's the, i think that's the key to a happy relationship yeah that's true you know i agree 
Yeah. Having, loving yourself, loving being alone. And I think we both love to be alone. Yeah. Yeah, we have, we definitely have that. And I think that's also kind of the beauty of your job and your career. Obviously, I worry about you with the pandemic and I know you hate stuff like this, but like you're doing amazing selfless work that you didn't necessarily sign up for right now. I thought I was just sitting behind a computer. No, no, no. no. That's what I picture you doing. You're very much not doing that. (laughs) You're saving lives via your desk. Um, But you get to leave every couple days. And while I worry so much about you, I still very much value like my time alone here and being alone. Then when you come home, it's like, oh, okay, gosh, life's even better than it was because I have this wonderful person that we get to be together. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're right. It. The details, the small stories that that make up our relationship are definitely the best stories. Yeah. About us, mm-hmm. for sure. Thanks for answering all my questions. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I know. Yeah. It, it was funny. You you gave Sam a little bit of a run for her money. <laughs> I thought I was going to be missing her way more. Oh, well, I definitely miss her. She can definitely. No, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, she can definitely continue being the co-host. Yeah. No. No. Of course. But I appreciate her allowing me to step in this week. Yeah, give her give her a little turkey break. Oh, she's vegetarian. Never mind. She is right. A little little tofu turkey little break. Tofu turkey break. <laughs> so tell me what's going on with Mary. So we just booked another wedding at a venue that we are going to be returning back to, and I just love going back to venues, a second, third, fourth time, yeah. because we know what we're getting into. We know the level of support that we'll get from the catering staff how some of the logistics work with where the DJ and band should go with the plugs. Should I remind so-and-so that they have to bring their own table? Like, uh, do they have stuff like that in the space? I just think it's so fun to go back to somewhere. And then we end up getting to know the vendors in the area and the owners of the venue. And and I think it's fun for those who follow us on social media to see places again and again, but set up in different ways for for different people's weddings and see like how how you can arrange a space differently and how maybe a 50 person wedding can be done there versus a 200 person wedding pre-covid so yeah so it's been fun Think things are things are going i'm really really curious to see how nuts 2021 is yeah because you're booking up for 2021 we are yeah um and it's also that balance of our wedding's also going to be happening. Yeah. So what we've always wanted to do was build this business so then when our peers and those, our peers, peers essentially, but still like our age group getting engaged and getting married, that there was enough re- name recognition that this is what I love to do. This is the the brand that I've been trying to build that people know, oh, don't you have someone who's a day of coordinator or... I know this girl who is a day of coordinator. Let yeah. me let me connect you. You know, I think we are totally we I always used to say like I'm getting on that on ramp of people getting married. Yeah. Like we are very much like we've jumped off the ramp and like we're going now. Yeah. You know, so I just think it's it's worked out exactly how the plan was. This like however tangible the plan was in like 2014. Yeah. But it, you know, it's it, it's happening. People siblings are getting married and they're referring us people's friends and I don't know all of that and so just let's just put 
I know I feel like we end every episode like this, but let's just put all of the energy into things getting better for 2021 and 2022. Yeah. Couples, right? For sure. Fingers crossed, toes crossed, and ready to go. Yeah. Manifest it. Manifest it. Well, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. It was fun. It was. It was a good time. Uh, I'm sure that I'll maybe be on another episode. Oh, we'll see if you get invited back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for getting married with us. Thanks for getting married. Nope. We're not going to both say it. What do I say? I don't know. What do you want to say? Go ahead. So thank you so much for listening to episode nine with our very special guest. Please rate and review and subscribe in Spotify or the podcast app and listen to us next time. Thanks for getting married with us. Take care, guys. Have a good one.